It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's post game show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-4 in overtime. Nick Haig, the hero in overtime to win it for the Golden Knights and to help us uh, break this one down we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights Dan Duva and you know Dan uh, there's something about New Year's Eve day where the Golden Knights find ways to get results and this one uh, not unlike the other ones the Golden Knights had to dig deep but they found a way tonight yeah and you throw in New Year's Day when they beat the Kings a few years ago then the Knights whether the 31st of December or the 1st of January they've not lost in five tries and uh you know this one might not have been the prettiest of the five <laughs> with a two nothing deficit and then coughing up a two goal lead and they win they get the two points and you know it you're you're not looking for perfection i suppose right now as much as you'd like it to kind of work through this stretch of the schedule which we've heard repeatedly has been a grind the number of injuries the team has endured but they have um you know found a way to get three points out of a possible four the last two games when they trailed 2 nothing in both of them. Uh, I, I, I don't think the Bruce Cassidy will be thrilled with how things have unfolded here, but there are, you know, like with any win, there are things you can pick apart and say that wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. There are things in any loss where you can say, well, this uh, really was very good. And that's, I'm sure, how the coaches will approach this one as well. They needed uh, that depth contribution with all the players out, and they got it. And I mean... I don't even consider a Matteo depth contribution at this juncture, right. but yeah. you get Colasar with two points and you get Nick Haig with the goal. I mean, Nick had just one all year. His last one, his only one, was 25 games ago, November 5th in Montreal. So you, you expect that. For a guy who has the kind of shot that Nick Haig has, mm-hmm. I wonder if he was a little bit gun-shy because a couple of times his shots have injured teammates. I mean, he almost decapitated Jack Eichel the one time. Uh, but there, you know, back and forth, the crowd was getting on him to shoot, and he did, and he scored. You know, I, I'm glad you brought up Keegan Colasar a couple of points in this game. I, I thought for the Golden Knights, the fourth line, and, and Gary alluded to it, um, there's an identity that this, this fourth line plays with, and tonight I, I feel like they were really playing to that identity, uh, uh, kind of a pain to deal with down low, winning a lot of those board battles. That's what you needed to see out of them. Yes, and, and I think that that identity is one we ought not forget mm-hmm. because while they have elevated minutes in other words minutes more than a typical fourth line not just in comparison to previous fourth lines for vegas but also compared to general fourth lines around the league and that's because the third line is all call-ups and guys who have zero points this year so the minutes look more like a third line but i think that you know you kind of waffle on the identity when you're not sure about well are we the third line or we're the fourth line well we're not the top line that's probably the stone group but you know it's it's important and gary has brought this up a couple of times too even though they're getting more minutes than a typical fourth line you want that fourth line identity that's why they're getting as many minutes as they are because it is so effective and they did need to chip in i brought this up a few times today even though you expect a certain identity that does not always revolve around scoring, people do need to step up. They had a total of three points combined in the month of December. Mm-hmm. You know, Wah had an assist on a Kessel goal, Carrier had an unassisted goal, and Carrier scored a goal from Stevenson and Stone. That's it. Three points for the three players combined in the entire month of December, 14 games. 
until today. And Kolasar <laughs> gets the needed two, snapping a 19-game drought. For the Golden Knights, it, it, nothing ever comes easy. And with Braden McNabb lost in the middle of the second period for the rest of the game and then losing Daniil Miramanov for the third period after blocking a shot, you, you got four healthy defensemen uh, to, to finish off this game. I, I know you don't want to give up a lead, but it's understandable given the heaviness of the minutes in that third period. Those guys who are often going up against the top opponents, they're doing so with the game on the line, with um, the attrition going against them too. And there is also an element of uh, communication because certain guys are not necessarily out there together. So there's Hello. a variety of components that go into that. And hey, they 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 did bend. Um, you know, they give up the tying goal. If One, the two, Knights three. lose in overtime, I mean, we're probably talking a lot more about that. Mm -hmm. But as I mentioned earlier on, the shots advantage over the last 10 minutes and 19 seconds, Nashville outshot Vegas 16 zip. Yeah. So uh, over the end of the third period, so that you know gives you a sense of how dominant the Predators were in terms of creating chances. So, you know, that they only gave up the, those. Those couple of goals, I guess it, it could have could have been worse. Mike check one too. All right, Dan, just a uh, final one here for you. It's the last question of 2022 from me to you. Any one, final two, thoughts here Mike on this check. one before we look ahead to next year and Monday against the Colorado Avalanche? <laughs> next year, right? One, two, three, Mike check. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, the, the unfolding health scenario, mm -hmm. not only, you know, but you want guys back because you want your regular lineup, but then the next question is, what are the Knights <laughs> learning about the players that they have, you're good, you're good. which might impact the lineup when people become healthy? Might Michael Amadio remain in a spot with Stevenson and Stone? Like, they yeah, are right. producing. It's now six games where they okay. are producing. Um, and, you know, <laughs> you put Jack Eichel back in, you expect him to play with other really good players. Maybe Amadio stays there. Maybe, you know, if, if Eichel comes back, maybe he plays with Smith and Marcia so. You know, maybe, you know, Paul Cotter plays with William Carlson and Phil Kessel. Uh, you know, there are just a variety of combinations that you might not have tried had everybody been healthy the entire season. That's obviously not ever going to happen, <laughs> especially with, <laughs> with this team. But I, I wonder if they will take advantage of the situation, learning about players, getting an increased opportunity Danny and it sounds like now ryan bruce cassidy uh, is stepping to the question podium. one right, let's hear from bruce cassidy as he addresses the media that michael amadio continues this production and two have you ever seen someone catch a stick that flies 15 feet in the air and off one hop of the ice and he, and he keeps going on the play like that yeah that part i i didn't see what happened exactly uh mike's scored a nice goal tonight maybe could have had a few more uh there you know he finds the open ice He's playing with some pretty good players that have real good chemistry. So, and we need it right now. Let's face it, we're down numbers, and um, some other guys are struggling to find the back of the net until they do. So, um, you know, we need some secondary guys to step up, and he certainly fits that bill. He's done a nice job up there. We'll go Owen, then Joe. Owen Krupp's Vegas Hockey Now. How challenging is your job when you have to adjust going down to 4D, and can you even anticipate that or have ideas on what to go to, or is that just... No, I mean, you, you're going to reshuffle the pairs. Um, it's like up front, if you lose a guy or two, then you know you, you mix in a guy here or there. You just got to be a little more mindful of your own team as opposed to what they're doing, right? It's matchups then become 
less of a thing and it's managing your own guys' minutes. I think that's how I would deal with it for forwards. Johnny with the D, same thing. We talk about it quickly, but and I don't think you can anticipate it. It's happened to us a little bit lately. Uh, Marty had to leave a game recently. Um, Naver and then Miro gets an injury. So um, good for the guys for, uh, you know, we, we do talk about between periods recognition of being down guys. How do D get uh, taxed as playing in their own end? So let's work hard to support pucks, get back, be efficient on the breakout so at least you're in and out of your end. Uh, D zone, try to close a little quicker with, with the D and the, the wing exchanges down low if, if we can uh, close off plays that way. Uh, it was tough for them tonight too because Nashville throws a lot of pucks in the net, right? And they were doing it in the third period, the whole period, no matter who touched it was going to the net. So you want your D close to the net if possible. So now they're farther away from ending some plays maybe that they normally would. So that was just a little bit of an adjustment we made. Uh, to try to conserve some of their energy and um, at the end of the day listen it was a, it was a grind to get through it um, but we got the two points right and it's it shows some real resiliency in the whole group to stay with it you don't want to give up a lead in the third ever but um, you know, sometimes it happens and tonight it was good for us to keep our heads on straight after they scored and, and get back to it in overtime well, Joe then Jesse Coach, uh, Joe Payne, Las Vegas Vice. So following up on that question, how does the team, are you proud of the team the way they handle the adversity? You lose two defensemen, and then you have Riley Smith on the ice late in the game for defensive purposes, and he winds up getting a penalty, so you lose him also. Want to talk about how the team responded to that? Well, they, listen, we've done a good job this year. With We started the year, we were talked about the health of all our players that missed last year, right, whether they, the, the grind of the game would catch up to them, but, you know, the... the you know, the excitement of getting back out there for Stoney and Smitty and go, Jack, go down the list, certain guys that missed time. Um, and, and we played through it at the start, and we were healthy, and you see what our team was. And, you know, now we've gone through a stretch here. It's been a while, and um, different guys have to come into the lineup and help us win. And I think we've done a real good job to sort of continue to accumulate points and, and maybe not style points, but points. And... And, and we all want to see what our team looks like when we get back to that team from the start of the year. Um, but right now, it's allowing other people opportunities to, to play a little bit more. Um, Nick Hagg's moved up into a more prominent role and something we had talked about. He's doing a nice job for us, getting a look at some guys' depth in the organization. Um, so to your question, I'm, I'm very proud of our group. I mean, through this year, we're going into the new year in first place with a lot of, a lot of different faces contributing. And... Uh, still got some health of some guys that has, has been great. Mark Stone was a big question mark coming off that surgery, and he's played every game and um, really helped us win. Been a you know we're captain for a reason. So the goaltending we've watched Logan grow in front of our eyes. So there's a lot of positives, um, and um, you know like I said, I'm I'm happy for the guys and and looking forward to see what our team looks like when we do get healthy because I think we'd be a real dangerous team. <clears throat> Jesse Granger with the Athletic. Um, Stone's had a lot of backdoor passes lately that are leading to goals, and he mentioned that having a right-handed shot in Amadio on that side has really helped him find those. Is that something that maybe you want to get going forward? Is it something you've noticed? Well, Mike's good at finding ice. He's a smart player. It's you know, it's it's the with Ammo, it's the pace of being in the like every team is looking at Stephen Stone and going, okay, we're going to have our best D up against him. We're going to make sure a line matchup. We're going to be able to play them hard. All the things you say. So he has to be able to play through that if he's going to be on the top line. That's the challenge for guys that play lower in the lineup to see the elite NHL checkers playing against them every night. Um, and, and 
you know, that that's where we've talked to Mike about that. It's an every night you're going to have to be ready, prepared to face that. And, um, you know, I, I don't doubt his ability to make plays and find the ice and read off those guys. It's the heaviness every night of doing it. So, um, and now he's probably recognizing that Stoney can look people off, fake a shot, and then look to freeze a goaltender and make those plays. So now when you play with a guy for a while, like, okay, if I can work to a spot where there's a seam, I can get myself some good looks. Uh, I think Petro did the same thing to him the other night, and maybe in the first period, I think it was, whoever threw it across there. So he's finding his spots. Um, so I, I don't know if I answered your question or if that was the, the original part of it, but... He's doing a good job, and we need someone to because, you know, that, that would be – if Jack was still in there, maybe he'd be the one finding those soft spots and uh, as a right shot, as you say. And uh, we tried ammo up there, and we weren't sure how it would, it would go with, a, you know, taking pucks off the wall in your backhand, those things that play in your offside. But he's – offensively, it hasn't been an issue at all. He's done a really good job and um, hopefully continues to. Uh, we've got guys skating again with us. They're getting closer. So we'll see how it plays out down the road. If that, I think that was what you asked as well, right? Do, do we see it going forward? or I, I don't know. I think it depends. Like I, I don't mind that at all. Like, there's lots of good players in this league that play their offside for that reason, right? They open up for shooting. Um, as I said, taking pucks off the wall can be an advantage and disadvantage on your offside. You can take it on your forehead, turning back towards your net, or it's your, you're turning into people on your backhand. It's a neutral zone that's tough. You're catching passes in your backhand. You've got to make plays in your backhand. There's not too many guys can can do that on a regular basis in the league. So that's where you got to be mindful of how you manage the puck. Go Ashley, Danny, Chris. Uh, Ashley Vice Vegas Golden Knights. Bruce, how important was that game for Nick Haig? Well, I, I think you've seen his responsibility grow. We, we're trying to play him more with Petro in a shutdown role. So we talked to Nick about valuing that part of the game and be known as a guy that's real hard to play against, get the best first or second line, whoever it is, every night, that matchup, and, and keep the puck out of your net and work hard at that and grow your game that way. But when you're on the ice more, eventually like you're going to get offensive opportunities too, right, because you're just on the ice more. And I think he wants to contribute more uh, to the team and help the team that way. And um, Power play, we, you know, we've, we're set with our guys that we want to put on there, so he doesn't see any time there, so he's got to – find it five on five so the, the only message to Nick is he's got such a good shot is just focus on hitting the net when those quick ones low to high hit the net hit the net and get a lot of points that way tips deflections the last one was just a freaking bomb right like that that's where you want him to find his open ice and I'm glad he rotated over because he was in the middle originally with Stoney and he rotated more we'll call it a plunger where it comes straight up instead of an angle and you know, we're kind of hoping on the bench rotate, and he did, and, and, you know, that's a real difficult save for a goalie to make, screen or no screen, either hits you or it goes in the net if it's on net. Like, those are just hard to stop, those guys that shoot it that hard. So that part of his game um, hopefully comes a little more, and I think uh, that part is really important to Nick. The, the defending part is really important to us because we need that, and he's done a real good job with that. But I know that internally players want – they want to feel like the you know score sheet stuff, right? That's just human nature, and so yeah, yeah it's a big time goal for him. We thought we had he had one in the, um, in the they hit the bar I think in the third with a pretty good shot. So uh, hopefully that opens things up for him. Uh, Coley played a little better. You noticed when he scored, he seemed to loosen up a little bit. So we got a few guys going through that, and that's normal. Every team does, and uh, once they score, it seems to you know, loosen the load mentally, even though we're not putting pressure on Nick or anybody to, to go out and score goals for us every night. We're hoping we do it by team and committee. And um, so that's that's the message uh, that we give him. But I'm happy for him because, as I said, he, you know, it's been a while and uh, guys want to be able to 
you know, to feel that uh, sort of joy of, of getting the game winner. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. You've touched before about, you know, the game progressing well, but sometimes the results aren't there. Go down 2 nothing early in the first. Did you feel like the game, the way that you guys were playing, was generating enough to where you could break Yeah, you know, I liked our first five minutes. Um, team comes in here back to back. We haven't done enough of that where we get right on the gas, and, and I thought we did a good job of that. Got right into their end. Had some puck possession time. Started with Nick Wasline getting a you know a good forecheck turnover, um, you know. But then it you know they get the first one right. So now you're chasing a little bit. But I I, I thought between periods um, we talked about we thought we were good in the first for the most part. Obviously uh, a couple of good opportunities they were able to capitalize on. But our game wasn't bad. It just we need to stick with it and tighten up a little on the details. But stay with the offensive stuff in terms of uh, puck possession in the ozone. I thought. You know, that came through in the second. So, um, yeah, I was okay with our start. Didn't like the score, but the actual play on the ice was was okay for us and, and you know, not something we were going to think we were out of the game. Just a shot or two away, and sure enough, that's what happened in the second. Take the last two, Chris, then Lindsay. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Bruce, I recently heard William Carrier say that he wanted to be the best fourth line in the NHL. So... How difficult is it to get guys to buy into knowing what their role is, but how much better does it make your team when guys like that do buy in and understand their role? Well, that's, I think the, you know, people sometimes will look at a lineup in any sport, right, and say, oh, he's got this talented guy here, 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 but accepting 12 minutes instead of 15 or 15 instead of 18, you know, that's the sell job a coach has to make, convince them that what's good for the crust on the front, you know, it doesn't always equate with the name on the back, right? And you got to balance those two. So uh, good for Will for, and, and we've tried to build that, give them, you give them responsibility and value, right? In their role. That's how we sell it. So you start every game, uh, a lot of goals, whether we score or they score, they're going right out to try to, you know, keep the momentum or get it back, whatever the situation may be. Um, you know, we've, we, we've tried to use them on the power play. If guys are out of the lineup, well, a little bit here and there on the kill, um, so I hope they believe they have value in this team because they do. They, they really do. And um, I'm happy to hear that because that is their role. And they're still allowed to score. No one has said to them, hey, you're on the fourth line, can't score. Like, Will's having a career year. Uh, Coley got, got one tonight. Nick, Nick's a little snake bit, right? He's got to watch. He's got to be careful because he plays on the power, plays in that front. So he'll, he'll be in a skill position sometimes, kill. And then as long as this 5-1-5 five five game doesn't tilt, away from sort of north-south, right? Some guys can play east-west, Mark Stone and Mario. Those are plays, you know, that Nick's line's probably not making. It's more straight line, get inside ice, get a second or third chance to score, get to the front of the net. And uh, I think any good team has to have those guys. And not only the fourth line, it's the third line too. When you get really going and you're deep in the playoffs and you've got some third-line talents that th can play in the top six but understand they need to slot a little lower, that's when I think you really have something. <clears throat> Lindsey Brown, Lotus Broadcasting. You already mentioned an awareness for taxation in the defensive zone, but how does puck management change when you have a shorter bench like you did in the second period with the long change? Well, that's been a, an issue for us all year, and actually today was good to see us win that battle. I've said it all along. I think this second period is a momentum, and if you get on the wrong side of those line changes and puck possession, then you're getting it out of your zone, changing to get fresh legs, and defending again. So you almost need a timeout to stop and reset. So you go four minutes at a time, sometimes neutral zone defense into your own end without getting going. So puck management can help that, right? If you get through the neutral zone and get a four check going and get it back, now you've got them 
where you previously were. So that's something that's preached by every coach in the league is, is second period line changes, second period puck management. You get away with a little more in the first and the third. And uh, the second, you, you don't. It's just too far to go to change. You're, if you want to make a change, fine, but you're giving up an odd man rush. So that, that's the trade-off. Um, and you really don't want to do that. So what you get is tired bodies if you don't manage the puck. <clears throat> Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, Thanks, thank you. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after today's 5-4 victory for the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime. And with tonight's Golden Knights win, you win as well. Enjoy 31% off menu price pizzas at Pizza Hut tomorrow using the code VGKWINS on PizzaHut.com. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-4 in overtime. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Daniil Mirmanov did not play a shift in the third period. He was on the bench but did not play in the third period after blocking a shot late in the second period. So that's something to keep an eye on for an already depleted Golden Knights lineup. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and the Golden Knights had the run of play right off the opening faceoff as they had great pressure and a lot of scoring chances. However, the Predators opened the scoring on their first opportunity of the game as Philip Forsberg dangled around Logan Thompson for his 12th of the year. Puck comes out in front. And a chance from a sharp angle, Forsberg scores. He had three points yesterday, a goal and two assists, and he gets the first goal in this one. Twelfth goal of the year for Phil Forsberg. 4.45 in the first period, unassisted, makes it one to nothing. Nashville. Then just past the midway point of the period, and just after Michael Amadio missed a wide-open net, the Predators added to their lead as Jeremy Lozon picked the corner to make it two to nothing. Granlin looking left circle, and a shot. Score! Jeremy Lozon, his first of the year, and the Predators lead two to nothing. Lozon's first of the year from Mikhail Granlund and Dante Fabro, 11-22 of the first period, made it 2 to nothing. Nashville. Then the Golden Knights would cut the Predators' lead in half as Keegan Kolasar tipped in a Daniil Miramanov point shot. Left point, McNabb holds the line. Rink wide right, Miramanov line, slip shot, score! Kolasar in front, the Knights are on the board! Keegan Kolasar breaks the skid. He had no points in 19 games. Kolasar's fourth goal of the year from Daniil Mirmanov and Braden McNabb at 15.55 of the first period made it 2-1 Nashville. So the Golden Knights would enter the second period trailing, and they'd come out of intermission with a lot of energy, and it led to the game-tying goal, a pretty passing play capped off by Michael Amadio's fifth goal of the year. Amadio looks up the far wing left side. A hit. Knights come in. It's a two-on-one. Third man is Stone. Fourth man, Amadio scores! What puck movement by the Knights! 2-2 tie. Number 22, Mike Amadio, has run his scoring streak to six games. Fifth goal of the year for Michael Amadio from Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. One minute, 43 seconds into the second period to tie the game at two. Then the Golden Knights continued to pressure and kept grinding away as Riley Smith gave Vegas their first lead of the game. In the right corner for Smith. Carlson checked hard against the board. Centering try. Kolasar. Now it's a shot. Score! Riley Smith. Vegas takes the lead. 
and Riley Smith rips it home, his 18th goal of the season, leading the Golden Knights. Riley Smith's 18th of the year from Keegan Colasar and William Carlson, 8.53 of the second period, made it 3-2 Vegas. And then, as the period was winding down, Logan Thompson had to make our AAA insurance save of the game. Fred still in the zone, down to the goal line for glass. Centering try, Thompson got a stick out, deflected the pass that was intended for a man cutting in from the left side. I think it was Duchesne. Deep from the right wall, Duchesne now in the circle, shoots, saved by Thompson! Just as the penalty clock runs out. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart, outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So we'd head to the third period. The Golden Knights up 3-2, to two, and the first half of the third period was dominated by Vegas. It was capped off with a great play behind the net by Mark Stone to set up Chandler Stevenson's 10th goal of the year. Out in front, Stevenson scores! One-time rip set up by Mark Stone. 4-2 Golden Knights. Parked himself right between the circles. Chandler Stevenson, the lefty, rips it home. Another multi-point performance for Chandler. Chandler Stevenson from Mark Stone, four minutes, 41 seconds into the third period, made it 4-2 to two Vegas. The Predators would put together a strong penalty kill, then started to press for offense in the back half of the period. They were rewarded as Philip Forsberg scored his second goal of the game. Johansson protects, still with it, hands it down the boards. Yossi sneaks it left. McDonough further left with a pass. No room to shoot, back to McDonough, score! A tip in. Right in front of the goal, McDonough, and was it off of Forsberg? I think it might have been Forsberg. Phil Forsberg's 13th of the year, second of the game from Ryan McDonough and Colton Sissons, 11:41 of the third period, made it 4-3 Vegas. Then late in the period, Riley Smith would be called for high sticking. The Preds would pull their goalie, setting up a 6-on-4 power play, and with four seconds le left, Philip Forsberg would complete the hat trick to tie the game. Back behind his own goal, Ryan Johansson, nine seconds, up ahead quickly, Niederreiter, barely onside, trickling puck, Forsberg straight on, shoots, he scores! They got ahead and score and beat the clock. Three seconds to go, the game is tied 4-4. Hat-trick goal for Philip Forsberg for Matt Duchesne and Roman Yossi, 1955 of the third period, a power play goal tied the game. We'd head to overtime. William Carlson was hacked down on a breakaway chance. It led to a delayed penalty for the Predators. The Golden Knights would patiently move the puck around, and they would set up Nick Haig's overtime winner. Stevenson back for Hay. Crowd wants him to shoot. He gets a bump pass back from Stone. Down through the bottom of the left circle. Looking back for Hay. A one-timer. He scores! Euphoria! Nick Hague wins it in overtime! A pump fist to the Raptors, mobbed by his teammates. Golden Knights 5, Nashville 4. Nick Hague, the overtime winner. Nick Haig's second goal of the year from Mark Stone and Chandler Stevenson. Two minutes, four seconds of overtime. Wins the game for the Vegas Golden Knights and puts Vegas at 25 wins, 12 losses, and two others so far on the year. That's 52 points, tops in the Pacific Division and tops in the Western Conference. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. 
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-4 to four in overtime thanks to a Nick Haig blast from the point. Fantastic work from the Golden Knights. Uh, not an easy game, but they were able to stick with it. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The uh, Golden Knights come from behind. Two goals down to give themselves a two-goal lead in the third period. And ordinarily, that should be enough. But for Vegas, they were without Braden McNabb, given a match penalty midway through the second period. So did not have him for about 30 minutes in this game. And then Daniil Mirmanov unavailable to the Golden Knights in the third period, playing that final frame with just four defensemen. You could see that they were bending. Fortunately for the Golden Knights, they were able to rescue that extra point in overtime and now improve to 25-12-2 on the year. 52 points next in action on Monday at 6 o'clock against the Colorado Avalanche. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas. It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, last one of 2022. 702-876-1340 is the number, 702-876-1340. Load up the phone lines. The Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-4 to in overtime. Vegas remains undefeated on New Year's Eve. And it's become an annual tradition and and something I enjoy very much, watching the Golden Knights inside this building on New Year's Eve, finding ways to win hockey games. It's a great opportunity to get to an early game. Um, And for the Golden Knights and Nashville Predators, it was an entertaining game, an endlessly entertaining game, to be honest. You you don't like some aspects of it. And, you know, I'm going to kind of go back to the main part of what Bruce Cassidy said postgame. It's points, right? You need points. Not necessarily style points. What does that mean? Okay. The process doesn't really mean much of anything right now for the Golden Knights. Everything and all that you're focused on, all that you're looking for right now, if you're Bruce Cassidy, if you're a Golden Knights fan, is two points put in the bank. Until this team gets healthy or healthier than what they are right now, you are looking for two points on a night-in, night-out basis for as much as of this stretch as you can possibly muster because when you get back to health that's when you can start focusing in on how you need to play consistently night in and night out to move you closer to getting those points on a more consistent basis 702-876-1340 is the number let's head out to the phone lines bring in mike hey mike how you doing wow what a beautiful way to end a calendar year uh you you got two defensive players that you normally play healthy and for half the game anyway one of them logs almost a half hour of ice time, and the other one scores the winning goal. I don't know how you write that script. And then you give up a power play, or not a power play, a uh, obviously a hat trick to the opposition on top of it. Mm-hmm. I want to say this tonight, and I've been thinking about it all day. Ben Goetz wrote a marvelous article this morning in the Review Journal. I don't know if you saw it or not. Uh, it was about Logan Thompson and him shutting off his social media. Mm-hmm. Listen, he's born in 1997. That's a tough thing to do because you grow up in your teenage years and beyond with social media. 
And obviously it affects him more than perhaps some other people. I hope that Sean Burke and other people who are older will set him aside and make him realize that he's about two years away from being a multimillionaire in this world. And that's all he should be thinking about. And please, Logan, just tune it out. Don't you agree? Uh, I mean, to a, to a degree, sure. But that's easier said than done, right? Like, uh-huh. you, you, you know, I don't know if you spend any time on social media, Mike, but everyone's a critic, right? Everyone's an yeah. expert on everything. And, you know, with, with easy accessibility and anonymity, I, I you know, if, if an athlete needs to do what they need to do and that part of that involves deleting social media or staying away from it or completely blocking it out by all means that's the way to do it because the fact of the matter is social media can can drain you just as much as as anything else if you if you are predisposed to that and i think for logan it it shows that he's pushing putting it putting it in the right direction like his focus is on the team and nothing else i hope so I really, really hope so, because he has a future that is so bright. He won't be 26 until February, and this kid is somebody we can count on for a long time. Also, just one more thing, Happy New Year to everybody. And going into this first game of 2023, it reminds me, if you remember the game where we had 17 healthy players against Colorado, remember that one? I do, yeah. It didn't turn out so well. But I'm hoping. Well, they this played one a really go good better. game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'll, I'll, Mike. Thank you for the call and happy New Year to you. I, 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 that that 17 player game it, that that was a game where I think the Golden Knights might have played their best 60 minute hockey game, and they ended up losing. And you know, it is what it is. But they were absolutely phenomenal that night. If you're you're telling me that going into Colorado, you're going to get the same type of game, same type of effort, same type of everything from the Golden Knights. I'll take that night in and night out from a process perspective. But the result has to change, and I think for the Golden Knights, you're going into Colorado. The Avalanche are getting Nathan McKinnon back today, so the expectation is that McKinnon would be back in the lineup. Not sure if the Golden Knights are going to get any healthier between now and then, but you, you kind of hope that maybe they will. Either way, doesn't really matter how you do it. Doesn't really matter how you draw it up. You got to find a way to get two points on Monday night in Colorado. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Papa Lou. Hey Lou, how you doing? Good, Ryan. Hey, happy New Year, buddy, and uh, happy New Year to Darren, to Chris, and the whole staff over there, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, and same to you. Hey, um, you know, one word comes to mind with a game like this, and you know, kind of the last few weeks, and the word is grind. And yeah. for the first, you know, 20, 25 games, it was cruise control. Everything was going right. And, you know, the wheels start to come off a little bit with injuries and things like that, and that's going to happen. And it's what you do in the grind that really makes or breaks the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Lou. I, I, listen, I think when you look at, you know, the first 25, minute, 25 games of the year, what you said is fantastic. Cruise control. This was a team that was able to outscore any issues or any mistakes that they had because they were a healthy hockey club. And I think getting to some of that adversity and, and figuring out who you can lean on, who can elevate, all of that stuff is, is really important information for the organization, for Bruce Cassidy. And, and you're right, what you do in the grind, what you do and how you perform when the going gets tough is, is really where you learn a lot more about your team. And I think right now you're, you're learning something about the Golden Knights. 100%. I mean, you know, 
percent, and you know the fact that they built the lead that they built, the number of points that they built. There hasn't been a team that we've had in, in our town that would have been able to build that amount of points and then go through what they're going through now and still be able to, to be on top. I mean, and that's not to take away from any of the things that have happened up until this season, but this team is just built to win, and it's built to be able to sustain these rough patches like they're going through right now. And you give them a few weeks, get healthy. I mean, look at like Riley Smith tonight. I mean, look at the, you know, I, I mean, it, it, it was just, you know, guys are stepping up, and that's exactly what they need when they're mm-hmm. grinding. Um, even the two losses over the weekend, man, today kind of made up for that. Yeah, right there with you again, Lou, and, and once again, Happy New Year. Thanks for the call. I, I think, again, when you look at the Golden Knights, you don't learn anything when you're able to just kind of sleepwalk through the regular season. You've got to face some of these patches where it, it's not easy. It is a grind. You've got to find ways to manufacture offense. You've got to find ways to manufacture some of the emotion that you need over the course of an 82-game season because you've got to be able to tap into that reserve once you get to the playoffs. It's not a guarantee right now, but the Golden Knights are in first place in the Pacific Division, currently in first place in the Western Conference. They're going to get healthier as this season wears on, you would assume. So for Vegas, with the track record that they have with a healthy team, I think they're going to be okay. You just have to continue to try to build and learn as much as you can over the course of this season. Let's head back out of the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you. So, uh, like Mike said, Happy New Year to all you guys. Um, hopefully this is okay to shout out there. RTC bus rides, 6 p.m. to 9 a.m. are free. Do not drive drunk tonight, people. Um, Great. Love it. <laughs> you know, just be safe, party, have fun. It's, it's a great day to party. Um, I think I just got all my partying out at the Fortress um, <laughs> because, holy moly, what a game. Um, I just, I'm so happy to see that after all of the defensive core has gone through mm-hmm. that Hager got the Hager bomb for yeah. the win. Like, yeah. it was well-earned by the defense today. Uh, I'm right there with you on that one. I think for Nick Hague specifically, just putting the puck in the back of the net is going to be huge for him. Now, Bruce Cassidy kind of mentioned it after the game and that you're you're trying to bring up the defensive side. He's one of those available healthy defensemen playing on a, on a on a pair with Alec Alex Petrangelo like you're going to face more difficult matchups. So you've got to button up your own zone, but for Nick Hague to put the puck in the back of the net with his shot and his skill set, hopefully it kind of allows the floodgates to open for him. Yeah, it it you could tell that he was excited about the whole team. I mean, they mobbed him. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I know it's a win in overtime, but that was that was a little bit more than than you're normally expecting. So you know, what a great way to send out the year. Um, couldn't ask for more. Can't wait to see where the Knights go in 2023. Yeah, absolutely, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Happy New Year to you. Um, all of a sudden, the Golden Knights are winners of three straight on home ice and two games above 500 on home ice. These things tend to work themselves out, and I've liked the Golden Knights' progression here at home for the most part over the last week or so. We're back with more on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. You know, I love Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-4 in overtime. Vegas 25-12-2, 52 points on the year. 
Next in action on Monday at 6 o'clock against the Colorado Avalanche. Head back, we'll head back out to the phone lines, bringing in Cameron. Hey, Cameron, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. Happy New Year to you and the Insider crew. Uh, uh, a real dramatic you know, win, it, which is which is great. Like uh, you, you touched on and uh, Bruce Cassidy said, two points is two points, and that uh, I think that works out well for us. I think uh, one thing we did well, um, was not let emotion get too much of us because I think after the uh, Braden McNabb match penalty, it became a little bit more of an emotional game, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, we did a good job at maintaining some composure while still being aggressive, you know, even after going up two and not having, you know, a shot on goal for the last 10 minutes of the game. Um, it's about playing the long game, you know, and I feel like we did a good job of, uh, you know, just kind of keeping it together throughout uh, overtime. Uh, they had some good chances in, in uh, our zone, but, you know, it's about at the end of the night who walks away with those two points. Um, as far as the Braden McNabb hit, I don't really think that it's suspension-worthy, but, you know, Toronto might see it a different way. Um, I'm curious to hear what you think on that. And, you know, it'll be a big deal uh, going into uh, Colorado if Nathan McKinnon's going to come back. We, you know, are going to need all the – defensive help we can get, especially with uh, Mir Manov out, who's done a great job of stepping up these uh, last yeah. couple weeks. Yeah, you know what, Cameron, thank you for the call. I, I, I'll I, tell you right now, like from where I'm at in the building here at T-Mobile Arena, the, the Braden McNabb hit on Mark Jankowski couldn't have happened in a worse position on the ice for me to get a clear look at what actually happened. From to that end, I, I haven't seen like anything super definitive in terms of a replay that I look at and say, 100% Braden McNabb should have been out of the game, or that I think it's going to be suspension-worthy. I don't really know. It's always difficult. Seems like the the explanation given from uh, from Toronto is that it was principal point of contact, the head. Uh, I guess you you got to kind of factor in intent. You've got to factor in a lot of different things. I, I would hope that Braden McNabb will be available to the Golden Knights on Monday night against the Colorado Avalanche. But as these things go, typically with with NHL player safety, and given the fact that I I haven't really seen too many replays of the play, I I don't want to make any type of proclamation here on this one. Uh, We'll wait and see and hopefully know sooner than later as to whether or not Braden McNabb will be available. But for the Golden Knights, it goes beyond that. As you mentioned, Daniil Miramanov blocks a shot in the second period, doesn't play at all in the third period, in spite of the fact that he's on the bench for the entire third period. Is he able to go? Are you going to have to make some more call-ups? Like Those are all big questions looming for Vegas as they take on Colorado on Monday night. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Tim. Hey, Tim, how you doing? I'm doing great. First of all, Ryan, thank you very much for having this post-game show. It's really uh, valuable to have uh, us fans state our opinion. Uh, yeah, I appreciate secondly, that. I have one word about today's game, and it was darn entertaining. It was a really, really good game, yeah. regardless of the outcome. Uh, yeah, it was thirdly, fun. I, I think that in the last three games, at least for my seats in the Fortress, I really feel that we've outplayed the opposition in all three of those games. Mm-hmm. Our problem has to do with puck luck near the opposition's goals. But they keep it up. We're in for a good season. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tim, and thank you for the call. Hopefully you have a happy new year. I think for the Golden Knights, you look at you know L.A. and Anaheim, there were a couple of bounces here and there, but 
you know, it comes down to execution. It comes down to working hard enough and, and, and bearing down on your chances when you get them in order to, to maybe create some of your own luck, right? And I think for the Golden Knights, tonight was a, an opportunity for Vegas to create a lot of looks. They probably should have scored more than the five goals that they had through regulation and, and overtime. Uh, but you got to stick with it. you got to play the game that's in front of you. And hopefully as the season wears, wears on, you'll get kind of a balance of those bounces to go in for you versus what's happened recently. But for the Golden Knights, again, as I mentioned, three wins in a row on home ice. It's worth noting because of where the Golden Knights record was prior to those three games, below 500, now two games above 500. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights defeat the Nashville Predators 5-4 to four in overtime. There's really not much else for me. Uh, Golden Knights 25-12-2, and two, 52 points on the season so far. Back half of the season begins on Monday at 6 o'clock against the Colorado Avalanche. Happy New Year. To everybody listening right now, I hope it is a happy one, a safe one, and a healthy one for you and your family. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air and doing a great job all year long. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. Not as much fun without your thoughts, your opinions, and your insight into this Golden Knights hockey team. All the best in 2023. Until then... Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas.